better and worse with Jess and Rage. I can't do midday hazies. Every time I drink them here, I leave with like some lingering hangover. And I come home and I'm like, my head hurts. And Joe's like, do you have a beer at Rage's? I said, sure did. He's like, you can't do midday beers. I can't. Yeah. That's why I'm like, I need to stick to a light beer. I think beers, you know, I'm I'm not new to drinking here. We're going we're going on a while of drinking. Beer makes me more drunk. In hundred percent. What is that? I could have two glasses of wine. It's not ABV. Somebody explain it to me. I don't know if I'm like a little allergic to yeast. Because it, it's, it's not like a drunk that wine gets me. No, it's me, a but body it makes buzz. Me, it's a body, body buzz. Body buzz makes my like head like lightheaded. I don't know. I don't like it. Um, you don't like the beer drunk? I think that's um, my most fun. Well, I would like to just be feel confident having a drink at dinner and driving home. Do you know what I but, just So I always have to have wine because I'm fine with wine. Yeah. I'm fine with wine. Cruising with wine. Fine with wine. Yeah. Um, do you know what I just found out? Huh. Tequila is an upper. An upper. Alcohol is downer. Uh-huh. Right? All alcohols are downers. Yeah. Beers. Whiskey. Tequila is an upper. How? No, I don't know. But no, it Who makes... Who told you that? A few people I've confirmed. I haven't Googled it yet. So, <laughs> sorry to come on the pod with, with uh, something that Wait. I didn't fact check. But I did not. But I heard this twice by two people confirmed. And I'm like, this makes so much sense. Like, why like it? I, why it, it works so well for me because I feel like that I hit a certain wall now that I'm 30. Do they put Molly in it or? I don't, but what? it feels like you feel so much more energized. I guess wine kills me. makes me so tired. Me so too. Beer. But like that, that first. That's woo. why at your wedding when I had to bust in it real quick when I, when I wanted well, to play catch up. I forget what episode that is, but you should go watch it. Listen to it. Um, That's why I chose liquor, but. Liquor won. Liquor yeah. beat me that day. Liquor won. Rachel, zero. Ooh. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Little alcohol, beer talk. Alcohol intro. We are coming at you live from Rachel's childhood basement. I'm Jess. And I'm a Rach. And this is for better and for freaking worse. Podcast. Ooh. <laughs> is that a new intro, baby? You... You actually did that a few times during our trial episodes. Did I? But yeah, what? I almost made it a part of our intro, but I couldn't make it With work. With that podcast? Podcast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a it's car like, commercial. Conrad. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm like, what is that jingle? We have a guest in the studio today. We have Barley. Um, I hope that Barney she doesn't man. find anything to bark at, but she seems a little docile right now. She is. It's. Ab- I don't even think the camera can see her because she's under the, she's the table, but... She's very cute. Welcome, Barley, everybody. Welcome. Yes, welcome. We were very certain. I would have, no, I wouldn't have staked my life on it because nothing in life is certain, but I would have bet $25 that she was at least 20, 20%, 40 to 40% black lab. She's not. She is, she is but 5% lab. What is the rest of her? Um, American Staffordshire Terrier. Which I knew. Those are like the, the mini pitties. Okay. Which is why I thought she was short. So I thought she was that mixed with the black lab. Because her coat is very black lab. She's got a big lab personality. Um, second biggest is Boxer. Yeah, I kind of get that though. It's a squish mouth. Yeah. Um, and Beagle. Wow. 
or no, not Beagle. I was gonna say there's an I don't see uh, Boston Terrier. Okay, yeah. And then Lab. Mm-hmm. I lab. think she she takes after the Lab. Big Lab energy. She really does. She's so cute and nice to everyone. All she hasn't met a child she hasn't loved. They're sticky, so yeah, she likes so she to likes, lick them. She likes the kisses. Mm-hmm. But, All right. Oh my God. So this week I have to tell you I had to bring this up in therapy because it was the most insane find of my life. I mean, eyelash issue, um, but we're good. It's all right. You'll get through it. So this is... Um, it's, it's a camcorder. This is... Um, oh, my God. I had this one. A Sony. Yep. I've um, had this exact one. I'm, oh, my gosh. Please tell me that you are retrieving old videos. Oh, I'm retrieving an old video. A video from what I believe is the summer of sixth grade, fifth grade going to sixth grade. If anybody needed further proof that I was a mutant person, you're going to hear it now. Um, I realized from this, I don't know how I had any friends. I was a bully. This is proof. You will see proof that I, you know, whatever picture I painted of myself as a child. Oh, no. We this, cannot, we're find, about we to cannot be, fight the evidence. This is the evidence that shows you're not who you thought you were as a child. But it all makes sense. Ryan. Is, is Ryan blushing? Is Ryan blushing? Is that your voice? Yes. Don't. Well, I forgot to introduce you. You were Madeline's best friend in the movie. And best friend in real life. Are you dogging these people? Oh, yeah. Um, well, you are going across. Okay, so let me explain this video. She... <laughs> Is panning across at some looks I'm like I'm gonna try to put it on YouTube. Okay, it looks like so she's panning across a room. Looks like um a birthday party, a co-ed birthday party. Cause she's cruising across these these men who are children, thirteen years old. And she 11, goes maybe. and she cues in on them, zooms in, and she says something mean about them, zooms out, and she yeah. went to another guy and just like boom roasted. Oh. She's going across the room Next. and just boom roasting yes. them. You haven't even seen it. You haven't even seen the worst of it. I'm just explaining to our listeners. Oh, oh, it gets so, so, so much worse. You are the one that knows your secret. You don't know the secret yet unless you watch the movie. Rach, you are, we have wild bitch energy. You're all, you're you're wild then. Why am I speaking like this? I know. I'm like, I know that's your voice because it's, it's familiar, but it's like down to three octaves. I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. I made no sense. Why is my voice that low? What was I doing? <laughs> okay, Did, keep is playing. this voice even real? I want to watch this. I want to see this. Hey, you guys, Michael's dumb and can't read. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Michael. She just roasted this dude. Rage. This is my formal apology to Michael Lopez. I didn't appreciate you enough. You remain <laughs> my friend until the end he's, of high school. He's we, dumb and he can't read. He's dumb and he can't read. Illiterate, you called him. Which, where's your proof, Rachel? You don't just get to dog someone and not bring up receipts. Boom, roasted. Michael, can't read. It only gets worse. Um, I I point out the, the I, I, I out Ryan to Sarah that he's in love with her. Um, I make everyone very uncomfortable who gives you the right with the camera to who kept inviting me over to their house what did i add to these friendships 
<laughs> you were an evil friend. I was. And, but. I can't believe you still have that footage. Oh, and if you don't think that I bought, because it has Class to be plugged a in, the battery footage. doesn't work anymore. If you don't think I bought more batteries and more tapes, because I actually think this would be so fun to take to weddings. Yeah. Could you imagine just like having a tape at a wedding and just pe- like having friends? We and guests thought pass about we thought about doing it at our wedding, and then we were gonna do like a GoPro sitch. Yeah. But but I just then think this Madison is... came through with the real footage, but it was like gonna be like a fun like drunken video that you just pass around and yes. get footage like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it tip. A wedding tip. Yeah. I think Someone it's like, bring a video camera. Get it. It's like, it's just vintage. Yeah. Like, I, that's what I want, I think. Just like some vintage, like, fun thing. I don't know. But it's a good idea. Yeah. That's I was. <laughs> You're such a dick. I was a visible nightmare. And Laura, I, I, I had to show Laura. I FaceTimed her immediately. I had, to sh- I had to share with her. And she goes, Rachel, I knew I wasn't friends with you for a reason. I knew I didn't like you for a reason. She's her sister. She, oh, That's a yeah. built-in best friend, but she shows she no. Shows no. We also have that four-year age difference, which is kind of hard to navigate, mm-hmm. you know, like, but, oh, no, no. I was the worst. Um, I, I, I did have a newfound appreciation for my abusive middle school boyfriend because he really, he drilled that out of me. Which is why I think I had such, like, a skewed version of who I was. Because, like, in middle school, I was, like, this, like, beaten puppy. Like, and I thought, like, me becoming, like, honest and confident was, like, rising above. But, no, it was just me becoming who I always was. Which was always, like, this, like, outspoken person. But... Not that you're God forbid that unchecked. (laughs) That unchecked? Could you imagine me unchecked not in a terrible relationship not a nightmare yeah a god-given nightmare yeah who i don't even want to know who what what could have happened life experiences have happened and you've you've blossomed (sighs) i've blossomed and my voice miraculously got higher yeah thankfully but mutant (laughs) mutant you see i'm i'm towering over these kids it's that's funny though. Thank you for sharing that. I wasn't good at roasting people, that's for sure. Michael's dumb and he can't, and he can't read. read. <laughs> Got him. Got him, Rage. No one laughed. Yeah. Nobody in the room. Just My. fucking crickets. Michael, you're a treasure. You're a treasure. Forgive um, her. Yeah, do you have did you have any good childhood insights this week? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I didn't dive deep into my into my childhood this week. You're not dedicated enough to this podcast. Yeah, Jessica. clearly. Clearly my priorities in other ways. No. Um, I have zero stories. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's just been busy. Busy week. I know. Another shit show with your car. We don't yeah. need, we don't need, to, bring we don't need to we don't need to go down that road. But it's yeah. still we're still having car issues. We're still dealing with that. But oh my God. Yeah. I'm just um Dog training. That's where I feel like I've been at. Yeah. And I love it. And that's okay. That's where my life's at. It's good. Me too. But Bar- Bar- I felt like Barley's been, I mean, you wouldn't tell now. She's acting like an angel, but she was, she's been a nightmare. And, but really what we did, I was like panicking. What I do when I'm faced with a problem is I pretend like there's a hundred more problems that I have to go through to solve the one problem. Yeah. So it, it prevents me from trying to solve the problem because I'm like, well, if I try this, then this will happen and this will happen and this will happen. And I guess that's what some people know as anxiety. <laughs> but I uh-huh. <laughs> I always kept um, – because, like, Barley's my divorce dog, so I got her when I got oh, divorced yeah. and moved in with mom. 
And so I didn't want her and Willow to get bonded because I was like, we're not going to stay here forever. <laughs> Jokes on you. Jokes on me. Um, yeah. But so I always fed her downstairs mm-hmm. where we live, like where my room is. But she will wake me up in the middle of the night to eat. And I just thought that was just because she was hungry or she couldn't wait, but it was really disrupting our sleep because my grandma's been like ill. My mom's been staying at her place and we were upstairs in mom's room. And when we sleep with both dogs, both dogs just wake up. There's up and like it's two in the morning. I'm tired. So I'll just like give in and feed her. Mm. And that's like the worst because I'm reinforcing this behavior and I'm panicking. Um, And we like sleeping up in mom's room because she has a king size bed and we just have a queen size bed. So I'm making all these things like, oh, my God, what am I going to have to do? We're going to have to crate trainer. And, like, if I take her to a trainer, that's all they're going to say is that he didn't crate trainer. And I've screwed her. I've screwed her for life. Um, but really, she just needed her routine back, which was we came back downstairs. And now I'm just feeding her in the kitchen. That's it. And now she's that waking up. Fix. Oh, my gosh. I know. Because I would have, yeah. I feel like she I would have She can smell the food, though. of course. She's going to want it. Yeah. But if it's not available to her. Right. She's not going to be a nightmare. Easy fix. Easy fix. Dogs are not that complicated. No. And I, I started taking off her collar at night. Yeah. Because she'll shake it because she knows it will wake me up. Oh, yeah. That's what our dogs do. They shake to wake us up. Yeah. You're Dick tidy. move. Dick move, guys. Yeah. But yeah. Um. So we did have a couple of... Oh, my God. Burp. <laughs> <laughs> it's beer. beer. It's beer. Alcohol. It's beer. We love it. Um. So... Oh, TikTok of ours that recently went viral. Is that, can we even say that? Yeah. Was our bit about, um, like your typical maid of honor speeches in our wedding nightmares or like the, our wildest wedding stories episode. And so, um, really what people got frustrated with, they're like, well, what should we say? What should we say? I saw those. Yeah. Um, so, um, I thought it would be fun to give a little sample speech for my favorite couple because I didn't give a toast at their wedding, Aww. Jess and Joe. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't just pull this shit on someone. Do you want a cracker? No, I want a do- beer to chug. Don't do this to me. Well, no one else is here, Jess. <sighs> it's more embarrassing for me. I'm the one that has to say nice things. Oh, my God. Yeah, you... Not that you don't say nice things, but oh no. Okay. And if you don't think I had already thought about this, because I secretly wanted to be called up, I was shooting her wedding. I was a bridesmaid. Why you not had add a toast? Way to the more. Mix? Impo- you had very important roles. <laughs> I know. And there High were pressure. There roles. were enough speeches. You, we. There were a lot. Let it be known. Another top tip, please, for the love of God, don't have any more than three speeches, unless they keep things short. We did three, four with dad. Four with dad. Yeah, which is good. That's fine. You know, I went to a wedding where literally everyone gave a speech. Literally all six bridesmaids and six groomsmen. And it was really awkward to watch. And it took an hour. What's more awkward than you giving me a speech right here on this couch on the podcast? You have therapy, doll. Right here. Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. So this is... My reaction is being recorded. Yeah. So... (laughs) (laughs) So this is my take on what a... A nice, heartfelt, decent, decent toast would be. Hello, all. I've been to too many weddings and heard too many speeches, so I've learned if I've learned anything, it's to keep it short, sweet, and to the point. 
I'd love to tell you a joke, but honestly, I'm way too fragile, and if you don't laugh, it will ruin me. <laughs> so here is my best go. What some of you may not know is even though Jess is my best friend, my first interaction when it came to the couple was actually with Joe. I was hosting a photography workshop in Oregon, mm-hmm. which was open to anyone to sign up, but Joe made sure to go the extra mile and send me an essay on Jess's behalf. Now, Joe, I'm not sure if you remember this, but I wanted to share a bit of this essay with everyone here. Don't worry. I'm going to skip the first three paragraphs. (laughs) Jessica is one of the most dedicated, passionate, and driven persons I've ever met. Day in, day out, she devotes her time to everything but herself. As an autism intervention specialist, she (laughs) (laughs) she engages with students in hopes to better their lives. This career isn't easy. I've seen the scratches, pulled hair, and unbearable amount of stress start to take her toll on her. Yet every day she wakes up motivated and ready to take on her day, always reminding me that if she's not there for her students, who will be? She inspires not only myself, but everyone she meets. Outside of work, with the limited free time she has, she dedicates her freedom to those she cares about. There are four more paragraphs after this, (laughs) but you get the point. That message was sent in March of 2018. By September 2018, I would openly call Jess my best friend to anyone and everyone. Literally everything Joe said in his essay to me was true, but only scratched the surface of the kind, talented, intoxicating person Jess is. I can't think of anyone who is better. I can't think of anyone who isn't better from knowing her. And I feel so unbelievably lucky to be considered her friend. Jess will be there for an instant for anyone who knows her. She is a loyal, funny, and every day is better with her in it. Everyone on earth needs a Jessica goddamn Cardelloni. I don't know where I'd be if I didn't. Joe, thank you for fearlessly and wholeheartedly loving my best friend, but mostly for showing me how kind a man, how, how a kind man should love a woman. You have upheld such an important example in my life of what a dedicated partner should be, and I have higher standards because of knowing you. So, in conclusion, I love you both. I can't wait until we are getting drunk on our cul-de-sac while our kids go trick-or-treating. So, will everybody raise their glasses to the goddamn Macaleases? Oh, my God. There you go. Never got to give that to you, girl. Thank you. I'm emotional. (laughs) I really am. I read it out loud two times before. Still didn't help with the stutter. Also, guys, you're going to stutter. It's okay. It happens. No one notices it. I cried more reading it to the empty room. Pleasure. I love you. So that really means a lot to me. It's hard to process right now. (laughs) You can you can re-listen to the episode. It'll be on all streaming platforms. All streaming platforms coming in July. (laughs) But I think like a mistake that people make is they they really want to make it funny. And I would describe myself as a funny person, but I also understand that like humor is so subjective. That, like, not everyone's going to laugh. Like, there are, I mean, I'm not going to say there aren't funny speeches. Some people really kill it. Yeah. Like, if it's not in your wheelhouse. That was perfect, though. There was, like, funny jokes that you and I have but are still funny to other people. Like, drinking beers in our cul-de-sac when we lived together. Like, that's a joke Rachel and I make about. about, But, like, that's funny to everyone else, though. You know? But who are you talking to? Yeah. Like, unless you're a performer, just write the speech to the couple. And I do feel like even if you don't know the groom that well, which Rach does, though, in this in this circumstance, but if you don't, like, it is nice to say something. Like, thank you for 
fearlessly loving my best friend. Mm-hmm. You know, just something like that. I feel like that's a nice touch. Yeah, oh absolutely. My. You know what I also thought about when I was writing this? What? When Joe and I went on like a date to that uh, comedian. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I did. when did that come up? I was, was I, I was thinking I was recently separated. I really wanted to see this comedian. And and I had a wedding and Joe was available and also <laughs> loves that shit. And so, yeah, Rach and Joe went to a, a comedy show and then grabbed drinks after. And I borrowed a pair of your shoes and like couldn't walk. And yeah. they were those clogs you have that like don't bend on the bottom. So you no, just have to like stomp, 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 stomp. I was like, I'm, I'm really used to I ankle movements. You, yeah, she like clonked in when I was like asleep because I'm like, I can't really hang out. I just had a wedding. It was like 12 hour day and it was like, super exhausting. And I was in bed and Rach came in like drunk and was like, clonk, clonk, clonk. <laughs> She's like, I missed you so much. I had a blast. I was like, God, I love this so much. I love Joe. Joe really is so fun. Soon we really want to have the guys on an episode yeah. because we think it would be funny to hear them. We might do give- an, yeah an Enneagram episode with yeah. them and we're really excited about that because we'll kind of just dissect each other's yeah. personalities and how they how they interact in our relationship. Yes. It's going to be fun. I want to do kind of like a we read you what your relationship supposed to be and you read to mine and Josh Perfect. whatever because that would be so funny. Yeah. So soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. We have the idea. So usually when the idea is formed, it doesn't take long until <laughs> we do it. Right. But that's for the future. Um, For today. Yes. For today. We are going to be talking about um elopement versus big weddings. Yeah. And we're excited about that. <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs> Can we break? I need a break. Okay, so we're going to go through some, like, pros and cons. You prepared some pros and cons, Yeah, right? we're going to go through pros and cons of um, eloping versus big wedding. But there's some things I kind of want to note on this. Um, for the listeners who aren't in the wedding industry or just, like, don't understand. Because eloping for the longest time before I was in the wedding industry just thought that meant, like, going to the courthouse. Right, right. So um, just kind of touch base on that and, like, what the differences are between them. Which are pretty obvious, but I'm just going to say them anyways, because fuck it. Um, but eloping is like an intentionally small and intimate ceremony. Most It's a, like very meaningful, right? And now people are doing adventure elopements, which mm-hmm. are like you go choose a spot in a national park. Um, you basically hike there. It always always doesn't have to look like that, but it, it has been. This is just kind of the yeah, trend. That's, that's like the, the aesthetic that a lot of people right. yeah, are following. And so... Basically, the whole purpose of that is that the focus is really about the couple and about you two getting married. Weddings, obviously, this is not something I really have to define, but I just want to note that that kind of like shifts the perspective um, of it not just being on YouTube, but more on the event, guest experiences, traditions, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, end result, obviously, is the same. We're both getting married, just different ways kind of to celebrate it. Um, so, yeah, I guess we'll just jump into it. Uh, my first one is that elopement, el- <laughs> elopements can be a huge relief from family-related stress. Yes. Yes. Um, that is, I just made this my first one because it's the one thing I hear most from being in the industry and um, from brides and um, helping people plan weddings and kind of walking by their side through it. It's that people are like, oh, you know, my my mom is saying Aunt Belinda. Thank you. Thank you. I blanked on a name. Sure. Um, has to come, but I have only met her once, you know, and it's just that whole like family drama, the family, the parents who insert themselves in your wedding process. And that's just really stressful. But in 
elopement's favor, I just want to say that it's not about leaving people out. And that's that's what is important for an elopement. It's not about leaving people out. It's about having the day that you truly want right. and expressing that to your family. Like, hey, you know, this, this day's about us and we're going to make it that way. You know, we're just going to alleviate all that stress and be done with that. Right. And the point I made, so I kind of just has pros and cons and I've kind of asked questions is like my question following that is for you personally is a wedding about two people getting married, coming together, starting their lives, or do you view a wedding as two families coming together? Mm -hmm. And there's not like a right or wrong reason. No. But I think like starting there with like, what should I do? What do I want to do? What are my priorities? Like if you really want your wedding to only be about you, if you want to be present at your wedding, if you want to – really focus on your vows and your photos together and making a memory. I just burped. I know, me too. Remember um, my throat issues last week? Oh my, I still need to make a video about that. That was wild. <laughs> but um, yeah, if you want your day to be focused on you, it's hard, it is hard to do that when you're putting on a production. Because that's what, what large weddings are. They're a production. You're putting on an event for people. You're focusing on guest experience and what they're eating and what they're going to dance to. And, and, and what mom said that you should wear yeah, or any any of that. Where it's they're all in your sitting. Head. What photos are people in. Like it's literally every bride I talk to planning a wedding is more work than they ever imagined. Because if you're inviting, it depends on who your family is, but more often than not, if your family's involved and if your parents are involved, especially, it gets complicated. Mm-hmm. You're, you are weighing other people's opinions and a lot of the time it, it can turn into a day that you don't even really want. Yeah. Which is always the saddest thing to me as like a wedding professional. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to watch, too. It's hard to watch brides just, like, absolutely panic or, yeah. like, kind of, like, float on, um, on, what is that, auto? Yeah, just go on autopilot. Autopilot, that's right. Autopilot and just kind of, like, coast through their day because everything, <laughs> they're disassociating because, oh, like, yeah. everything around them is just, just chaos, right? And it's, like, they don't take time to, like, soak in the moment, which is what everybody tells you, right? It's, like, the perfect wedding advice. It's, like, really take it in because right. it goes by so fast. But it's, like, you know how I can really do that? I can elope. Yeah. I can alleviate all of those distractions around me and really make it about yeah. myself. I also want to preface that Rach and I are pro-big wedding and yeah. pro-elopement. Yeah. So, actually, we're not trying to sway you either way. We love both. I don't know. They're yeah. both – One of it depends on the individual, you yeah. know? One of my biggest pet peeves in the industry, like, the wedding industry that I talk about – is when photographers are like elopement or die. I just don't think that's right. Like Jess, for example, like if you and Joe had a, had an elopement, that wouldn't have been true to you guys at all. No. Like I don't I would never have pushed that for you. But a lot of people focus on the aesthetic of an elopement and how cool it is and going to this place and yes, all of that is so true. But, like, if you want to have a big party with your friends, if you want to, like, like, there's no replacement for that. And there are, like, hybrid ways of doing these things, obviously. Like, there are people that have, like, private ceremonies and then a couple months later throw a big party. 
And it's all about like finding the balance that's right for you. Right. Absolutely. Um, I think I was going to say this, say this at the end, but I feel like it's kind of appropriate with <clears throat> just um, lost my train of thought. Anyway, so if you like the idea, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, fuck it. If you like the idea of a day that keeps you focused on your partner, um, but you still want the big wedding, you still want the party, you still want the traditions, you think that's important. There's just like some. Who Are cares? you all right? No, I'm not. I'm on my. This is what happens when I'm on my period. We, we have to. We have to skip this recording week because it's absolute shit. Okay. Anyways, I just want to say that you can build in time throughout your day. There's things to do that you can still keep the day about you. That was really important for Joe and I, but we're also really social people too. So, but we yeah. were like, we we love it to be about us. We wrote our own vows, you know. The only thing we did is we did take time after our photos. That's just like building that time yeah. that you're like, hey, we're just going to schedule some intentional alone time just for us to soak this in. You know, yeah. I feel it, like that's really important to do throughout your day. And even if you talk to your your um, your planner, your photographer, and we try to do it. I, don't, I think you do, too. I think we'll if things seem like flustered or out of or if we have extra time, I'm like, hey, you guys two step aside. Take this time. Yeah. And we try. I try to build that in personally. Um, when I take couples through their wedding day, but, um, yeah. And it's just another thing is like about it, be- keeping the focus on Utah, Utah, on Utah, on you too. We will get through this we will. together. We will. <laughs> it's make the day about you guys and fuck the traditions. If you don't care about them. Yes. Cause in the end, we're just going to keep saying this over and over, but it is it is about you too. Right. So something that I say in like my pricing PDF and I try to say in my like video consults or in-person consults with people is you need to plan a day that you are genuinely excited about or else it won't make the stress worth it. Yeah. Like planning an event, if, if you're planning a large wedding, it's always going to be stressful. There's no way around that. If you're planning a family reunion or whatever if you're planning an event that more than 100 people are coming to it's going to be stressful there's no way around that unless you literally pay someone else to do it for you and you just show up which right. i've never had a client that has ever done that in yeah. over 150 weddings so like but you need to plan something you're excited about whether that's like having your old college dj come at the end of the night for an hour and just like get some like greasy pizza and have fun with your friends like have multiple things in your day that you're stoked about because like like you are the perfect example i've never seen a bride more stressed in my life but on your day you were excited for the day Mm -hmm. and when i think something is so fucking sad that i like i hate hearing is I can't wait for this to be over. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait for the day to be over. I just want it done. And it's like you should be excited to live that day. And if you're not planning a day that you're excited about, reach the, like revisit the drawing board. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point too. I be like I built in stuff throughout my day that I was genuinely excited about. Like I right. knew that pizza was coming at nine thirty. I knew yeah. that people were about to be stoked on that. I also knew my DJ was Aaron. Shout out Aaron was straight fire. Yes, I knew. I knew every next step what was coming yeah. that I was so jacked for because every decision I made was very purposeful. Yes, 
did it stress me out during the process? Yes. Was it worth it in the end? Yes. Yeah. Did oh. did Jess message me three weeks before her wedding asking if guests would care about the surface they were dancing on? We were dancing and I on had to cement. tell her to take a cold goddamn shower. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. That will happen. Text a friend who will bring I, you I down. literally I texted Rach for a reason because I could have asked someone. <laughs> I could have asked someone that was like absolutely you'd have to do you Rachel's was like fuck no are was, you kidding i was like go are you all right it's like three in the morning go back to bed <laughs> <laughs> anyways okay moving on this is an obvious one you save money with eloping yes you do um there are expenses with eloping but they're significantly less right mm-hmm. i mean average cost of a wedding right now is about thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. Woo! you could buy a house with that yes you could um i guess my cons to that i mean it just depends where your individual priorities right and if you have the money as well and if like yeah if your parents are helping out and that's not an issue with them and you're fine with accepting that yes go for it right i guess my only cons with this obviously it's an individual decision on if you want to spend that money or not is like you miss the people who will be there. Just like, you know, standard elopement. Standard cons. elopement cons. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you. But I will say all of your pros and cons go with my questions. And I want to say not to be. Are you surprised? No. We don't prepare for these things super well. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we come up with the topic. Jess takes her take on it. I take my t- take on it. And, and somehow we- it, it's worked. And you guys listen to us we are literally no idea why we have an, on, did you know on average we have 900 listeners shout out to you 900 thank you because we are winging it this what is a classic here jess and rage mess around we have no idea what we're doing we appreciate it right barley is knocked out i know she's so cute um in my vagina oh um i forget what, what i was gonna read. we were going saving money with eloping you mm-hmm. will do Oh, right. Okay. So my point was, so I've heard of a lot of couples in the past um, regret not eloping or having a smaller, more intimate wedding. And this is just something I've never heard of anyone say the opposite. So I've never heard of a couple that has eloped that regretted not having a bigger wedding. Um and this is also we're talking about intentionality. Like I've definitely heard of people that like based on like socioeconomic status or situations that went to the courthouse, never got photos. In this sense, we're talking about intentionally eloping as a choice opposed to a big wedding. That's a good when when given both of these choices. Mm-hmm. I've definitely had people in my life that were like, damn, I wish I had wedding photos. You know, people yeah. you know, whether it was just due to like life situations pregnancy whatever that just eloped and never were able to have that big wedding but like people that intentionally chose to elope opposed to have a big wedding i've never heard them regret it i've never met anyone that regretted doing that no um i think it's because in my experience with that comment that people have said this to me it's because they they aren't really social people or like you know, they didn't want that. It was yeah. very, very true to them. Like, they didn't yeah. want all the attention and that that was the perfect decision for them. Right. Like, intentional. Very I, intentional. I think it, elopements are super good um, when you want to have, like, intentional vows, a very meaningful ceremony. 
Because I think a lot of times like vows, why people don't like writing personal vows is because they don't want other people to hear them. They don't, they're private. They're your private feelings between you and your person. And I totally believe, like I totally relate to that. I had, I had clients literally surprise their bridal party. They told their parents before. Um, But I had clients that we went to a park for photos before the ceremony but they had a private ceremony where they read their vows to each other with just their parents and bridal party there um, because um, the bride's brother was the officiant. Yeah. So they got to say what they wanted to say to each other. That's cool. They still had the whole wedding. They still had like a, a ceremony, like a really quick one, like at the venue. But like you got to figure out what's right for you. And I think vows are really important, like coming from someone who's divorced, like you want to say what you mean. Like the scripted like wedding ceremony. Like you want your vows whether or not you say them yourself or you kind of customize what you like what your officiant says like be intentional about the contract you're signing, right? Mm-hmm. Like you want to say what you mean and you should think about it because it's it's really important like it's special and sacred and like coming from someone who's been divorced like I we didn't give personal vows and I I think that was a very big tell Mm. that we didn't that was telling and like yeah you couldn't come up with those or yeah whatever way out you guys were young though you know saying vows I feel like is a new not a new trend but it's like we're if we're straying away from religious ceremonies yeah. or like less traditional where it's like these like 15 minute, 20 minute ceremonies. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's more like you say your own vows or. Right. Whereas like if you were married in a church, it's like strictly like obviously. Oh, yeah, you, you don't have a choice. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's another another thing I'd like to see people get away from. Like, I understand it. So there are certain things like appeasing parents and family. Like I get it. Like being. Being confrontational for a lot of people is so uncomfortable. And so I see a lot of times my couples just folding, right? But the thing I see couples folding most about is couples that don't practice Catholicism but have a Catholic wedding. If I could see one thing that stops (laughs) ever again, it's that. Because it's so disingenuine. My couples are disconnected from from their ceremony, from the moment they become husband and wife, you are disconnected. You you aren't there. You're bored. You don't believe in the in what they're saying. You don't believe in it. Unless you do. Unless you do. Right. I have a friend who just went through this whole process, yeah. came out on top, loved the process, loved going through the church. Yes. Unheard of in 2021. Well, but if I you're was, Catholic, if you're yeah. a genuinely Catholic, love that for you. Yeah. But if you're not... Yeah. If you're just doing it to here's, appease your family. Sure. Here's my thing with that too. Is that if they are holding some type of type of collateral. We're oh, paying all for the time. This, right? And then you feel this obligation. That gets tricky. You'll find that I f- I feel like I find that a lot in my clients and my brides yeah. and and grooms and grooms and grooms and brides and brides. Um but I do feel that and that sucks. Yeah. Something that I did in my wedding that I think even as a 21-year-old baby, um, as we saw, I'm very direct, as we saw in my earlier home video, um, 
that just that just in me. But I said to our families who were giving us money both sides, and it wasn't a lot of money, like it, it wasn't $30,000 or anything like that. But I made a point to say, if this has any strings, I don't want it. If this yeah. money has any strings attached, keep it. Mm-hmm. I will I will have a potluck wedding if it means that I can have it on my own terms. Yeah. Because it was it's wild what I've seen couples have to go through with like their parents pulling the strings. Like fuck off, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like you deserve to have the wedding you want and I know it's so hard especially when families like are graciously giving. Yeah, money. but it, and then it becomes But your dad was the perfect example of this, Jess. He just like opened he was like, I've got this for you. God and- bless him. God bless him. And he's Catholic and he did not pressure oh, he, you. But here's the thing. It was so hard for him to imagine this wedding that I'm I'm dreaming up. And yeah. he is like, it's my dad, right? It's like he hasn't seen any wedding like this. He doesn't follow the wedding industry. He's not, you know, he's been to a few weddings, you uh-huh. know, and he is just like so thrown off. He's like, okay, Jess, I'm just praying this comes together for you. You know what I mean? He's like, this seems like a a lot, you know, he's watched me stress. And when he got there, when I say that is my favorite memory of my dad this far, it really was because he just was so, I could feel that he was so proud of me that I put this on and he was actually just so amazed that he was so happy. I've never seen Jim Cardelloni smile in my life. He was just beaming, beaming all day. I know. It was like radiating from him. It was just such a really good moment for me. But it was like he had trusted that. I told him this wackadoodle fucking dream vision of mine. Boho dreams. Wedding of my dreams. And it all came together. And he was like, wow. You know, like I trusted you with this. And this came together for you, Jess. I couldn't be happier. Right. And I think that's something like if you have a healthy relationship with your parents. Like I've had parents reach out to me to book me. And those are the only people I ghost. I will never return an inquiry that is from a parent ever because that is immediately saying, I don't trust my my child to handle this. They are not adult enough to do this themselves. And that is a red fucking flag. And your child probably is adult enough, but you do not trust them. Story time. I had a mom inquire with me and she told me like she was friends of a friend with this person who I was really good relationship with. So I was like, dope. This is okay. Mm. Um, went through her mom. She paid the deposit, whatever she, the wedding's like booked way in advance. Time goes on. I do their engagement shoot, crazy engagement shoot. Um, at the end of it, he had, um, he, he poured beer on her face. This was a request of theirs. I'm not sure why they were wild. They were fun. Okay. They were musicians. I could see how this would work, but. But it was like she was willing to. She's like, yeah, that'd be really funny. Like right at the end. And then that would be our last shot. I was rolling with it. They were really fun, wild musicians, like I said. And then all of a sudden, like weeks later, I get an email from the mom that they had split. And I like had, I was like, they were cool people. So I ended up texting the bride, not the mom, because I heard that from the mom. And I was like, hey, I just want to confirm that this is true. I heard this. I just want to make sure, like, where, how do you want to move forward? You know, because I have these photos. So it's like, do you want them or not? Yeah. Um, and they split up. So that's my story of a mom reaching out and how that ended in in regards to that. Oh, I've. So I'm very lucky in that, like, I kind of learn. I learn from other people's mistakes And so I had a friend right when I just got started who went through a mom. Um, She didn't do an engagement shoot. She got there. 
shit happened beyond her control with her like um, gear and couldn't deliver all the wedding photos. Shit happens. It sucks. Yeah. Um, but the mom was not having it. And because my friend didn't have a relationship with the bride, it was a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Like Karen it, times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like Karen energy. Of course, it's a tragic situation. I would never wish it upon anyone. Like yeah. if you are a photographer listening to this and you don't know how to properly back up your shit, message me because it's it is a nightmare and it happens to so many of us but um but yeah like just between like that woman like bringing her like and it was before the wedding was a nightmare too but like bringing her to court going through all of that like my friend ended up paying like over five grand out of her own pocket or something wild to like because she had my friend had to re-rent the the venue rehire the dress or rehire the vendors pay for the dress to get cleaned it was did she not have that in her contract no yeah i mean and it was kind of i think she did but it was like when you brought to court and literally a lot of times lawyers tell you like it's easier to just cave than bring this to like litigation or whatever so that's kind of what happened so i just like i don't fuck with parents in general and um if your parent is if you think your parent is going to overstep um which is natural you need to learn how to set boundaries because like your wedding is just the start of the rest of your life do you really want someone in your life that you've welcomed in to like give you unsolicited advice about what you're feeding your kids and how you're going to like handle marital problems and like no you probably don't from a vendor standpoint i guess i'm just gonna say i work for you i work for the couple i work for the couple and that's strictly it so i don't owe your mom anything like (laughs) you tell me you know like hey whatever my mom says goes today cool love that for us yeah i'm doing that all day she's my best friend i got this i got this in the bag but if you're like, my mom is really overbearing and I'm really overwhelmed by her, say less. I'll yeah. box that bitch out so fucking quick. Never forget. Never forget one of those weddings that we did together <laughs> back in the day. This bride had an, an estranged mother who she had met, Ooh. like who she had reconnected with uh, a few months before yeah. her wedding, invited her half-heartedly, didn't expect her to show up. Her mom did not RSVP. She did not know she'd show up there. Oh my God. And she came to getting ready photos. She came into the house. She came in hot. Hot. Oh, fire she was. And it shocked both me and the bride and Jess, who was there. This was the summer, I've said this before, where it was like, never seen this before. Never seen this before. And I met everyone like, okay. Like, shit happens. Literally just like this. Like, "Hmm, now I know. Anything can fucking happen here. (laughs) Um, And I had to kick the mom out because I could see visibly the bride just shutting down, Mm -hmm. just shutting down, like not wanting to be there. And I, you know, I I got the bride in her dress. The photos in her wedding gallery are Are Jess's photos of Rach putting her in her dress. Yes. And we had kicked them out. Yes. And this was my first intro. Weddings 101 for Jess and photography. Yeah. But it was such a it was such a good experience because Rach is like, that was no questions asked. Yeah. Rach didn't even like consult with me like, hey, this is how I'm feeling about this. I think I should really do this. Rach like without question was like, this is the move I need yeah. to make. And that was her 
working for the couple. Yeah. I was like, yeah, all the guests are needed down um, by by where the tent is. I need you to go there now. Make um, her feel important. Genius. Yep, but yeah. Because it was like, you don't need to be here. Right. You're not needed. But all of that tangent to say elopements <laughs> really avoid all of that. Right. But if we're still talking about parents, like when you decide to elope. I also think another misconception with elopements um, is that no one knows that you're going to do it. Right. No, that's not true. It's no, no, I mean, they're they, intentional now. Yeah. Well, they're intentional in that, um, that they allow like us, like I said, smaller, more intimate, but that doesn't mean that your parents aren't there. Yeah. That doesn't mean you your know? parents are there or your it's best friend's like, not there. Yeah. It's smaller. It's smaller. But I think it is really hard for some parents to get on board with it because oh. they want to parade you. They want that. Yeah. But you have to put yourself in your inner voice first. You have to trust your opinion more than anyone else's. And that is really freaking hard. Um, so I think sometimes for people just planning a traditional larger wedding puts less stress on them. Yeah. All right. Next one. <laughs> Do it. That's a, that sounded like a class presentation. All right. Moving moving forward here. <laughs> um, <laughs> my next one is FOMO. Mm. Shout out to my Enneagram 7s because this one's for us. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I just feel like you – then you start to question, like, yes, we're eloping. That's the best decision. And then you start to have these, like, lingering thoughts of, like, shoot, you know, like, what about – you know, then you have, like, Aunt Kathy in your ear being, like, this is just, you know, this is disrespectful, you know, and that that old chestnut. Um, but, yeah, here's my – and I guess my take on that is that you can – also have that elopement but then have like a wedding like celebration after yeah. which appeases your parents and Aunt Kathy and and that so I guess that's just my take that if you feel right. like you're missing out on that it's like you can do both you know without right. the pressure of like having that wedding like celebration after your elopement can be super chill it's like a backyard tented ordeal right but one I will say one of my like I don't know if they're pet peeves if it's what you want if it's what you want but back to the people pleasing thing is when like my couple like intentionally elopes they just want it to be them they have their parents there whatever and then they end up having another ceremony for everyone else mm. and it's like you basically just did both you did both and it's like if you want both fine I think in COVID times we've we're, it's what we're, it's what we're, we're doing a lot of. It's our reality. Yeah, it's though. our reality. That's just out of our hands. But like, I don't know. If you hire a videographer, maybe like like show the video at your reception of the day or like yeah. something because it's like, don't plan two weddings. We're talking about one wedding Not and then the like. two for. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like maybe for like in my case, like if I elope, you know, I'll rent one of the floors of the loft in downtown Kent and just like hire a DJ and just have all my friends and stuff come there. And like, we get drunk and like dance if around. If that's the part you felt you missed out on, just yeah, do I'll it. wear a sparkle romper and have a good fucking time. I'm not against that. Never, never, I but, have... but do it true to you. Even yeah. if you're going to have people there again, do it true to you. Yeah. Always. That's like, that's like the, and underlying that we're going to say through out. Right. It's true like, to you. True to you. Okay. This one is, <laughs> this one's a reality, but if I say it, it makes me sound like I'm a bitch, but fewer gifts or money. It's yeah. something to consider. Something someone has, someone had to say, it, let it be me. Yeah. But it's, it's facts, right? Like if you expect that 
to be, you know, you're like banking on that. Like, hey, we're going to get a good chunk of money. This is what we're going to use it for. You know, yeah. some people plan for that. Um, some people don't. If you don't care, this all goes back to what's important to you. Right. If you don't give a shit about that, you guys are cool. Don't want no extra cash. Cool. Right. Um, but if Uncle Kenny and Aunt Jen ain't getting their prime rib, don't expect a check, baby. Yeah. Don't expect a hey, check. Hey, harsh realities of giving. And that's another. This is funny. Something I've learned. People will be like, hey, what did it, what did I, what did Aunt Kathy give you? I keep using Kathy because I don't know, Karen's overrated. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, p- people are asking me that. I've had like my family and I'm like. Oh, because they want to know what to expect or something? Well, no, or more just like nosiness in that Weird. of like what people have given. Like, oh no, they gave, they gave so-and-so to this couple. I'm like, I don't give a shit. 50 bucks is, that's great. You know, 50 bucks I didn't have. I don't think like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? When when we received, you know, our wedding money, Joan and I were like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had no idea. Um, so it was just like, it was all really overwhelming to me. But that's just a reality um, because you don't, you're eloping. You know, some people might send some stuff, but that's not obligatory like it is mm-hmm. for um, a guest, a wedding guest. Right. So that's just a reality. I have no, that's pro or con in itself. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Yeah. My next, this is my last one, but I feel like we've touched on it um avoid the stress wedding planning causes okay um obviously obviously you don't have that stress of all of the things that we had just talked about it's it's a lot of that emotional pressure being taken off of you mm-hmm. in in the elopement process which in the beginning stages can feel like a lot i feel like my the biggest i mean it was a lot of stressful for me but picking my venue once I had mentioned Talking Hills, my dad was like, nah, Jess, I don't think people want to drive out there. Right. And that comment in itself, like, was a dagger to me. I yeah. was like, what? I was like, five hours? Like, some people drive three hours. I'm like, that's a lot? Like, not really. You know, yeah. and that just kind of threw me off. I was like, this is all too much. But just like that emotional pressure of of the wedding planning process can really be a lot. And eloping will alleviate that yeah. if that's for you. If that's for you. I have um to to end things. I do have a question. I do have a question for you, Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like, if you've ever thought about like, if there's anything you could have avoided or done differently, coming from someone who had a, a larger wedding, yeah, it wasn't out of control, but like, no, hundred twenty, yeah. What would you have done differently? In a big wedding, have planning a big wedding. Um, like, is there any like places you'd spend money differently or like advice you'd give to people? Yeah. Okay. I have a few. Um, I think my wedding party was too big. Yeah. Um, I have, I have issues with hurting people's feelings. All of those people deserve to be up there. So if you're hearing this, you hundred percent deserve to be standing next to me. It was just really overwhelming. Yeah. (laughs) Um, now playing it out the day of. Of course, I wanted you guys all surrounding me. Yes, absolutely. Getting ready, all of that was perfect. Just but had 11. I had 11 on each side. 11 on each Total side. Total of 22. So that was a lot. Um, this is, and I think my piece on the dress that I've said before in another episode is that my dress was great. I look at it back on photos and I loved it. But it's okay if you don't, if you still are, if you don't think your dress is the one. Because I do feel like people like me, I I love new things and I love the st- how the style changes and 
um, I look back and I'm like, I could have had this dress and this dress and this dress, but I think I would forever feel that way. I don't think that it's okay if you don't have the one dress that makes you feel that way. Yeah. Because I could have been chasing that for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just had to make a choice at, yeah. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I did feel like of all the ones, I, I didn't come to any of Jess's like try-ons because of COVID times or, yeah. no, it wasn't COVID times, but it was just, you. there's a limit on the amount of people, <laughs> Jess's two sisters and one of the moms involved and all that. But yeah, from all the pictures you sent me, like that one was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. it was it. it was i said i said facetime rach when i had it on and she was like jessica damn cartelloni this is it and i was like sometimes i just need that one reaction to really like hype me up and i'm like yeah this is it yeah. um but no i just i do want to say that um my wedding was planned very purposefully and um it was really important to focus on joe and i in my planning um so my the ceremony was you know very intentional and everything so coming back to like keeping the focus on YouTube, but having a big wedding, what really was important to me and to Joe is that party after, um, I love dancing. I love music. Joe has a good time doing whatever, but we loved that was like the biggest indicator of having, um, yeah. a big wedding over an elopement, um, hundred percent worth it. Yeah. But I don't know. There's a, not a lot of stuff I look back and that I really would have done differently because it all turned out kind of perfect yeah Yeah. so those are like some ones that i can think of but other than that i don't i don't regret much good yeah i think if i were to do it again which is a question like i get a lot Mm -hmm. um from people is like what would you do again like my grandma expects me to just get married at the courthouse because i'm already tarnished goods you know what i mean like (laughs) but um I do struggle because, like, Josh obviously has never been married and, like, we talk about this. Like, even though, like, we're not engaged. I think it's important to have similar visions about your future. And um, I I wouldn't – I don't think I could ever have a big wedding again. I didn't enjoy it the first time. Mm-hmm. And that was just my thing is, like, I'm a really intentional person and I'm really close with a small group of people. And so, like, all of those people I want there. But, like, I don't want – and luckily I'm – because I'm divorced, I'm not obligated to invite anyone else. Like they've yeah. already, they've already paid the money. The investment did not return. You know, like, <laughs> the investment did not return. So they don't want to come again. They, I'm, I'm, I'm not a good investment at this mm-hmm. point. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, yes, you are. I, I don't have a good track record as far as marriages go. But like, as far as like my second cousin's fucking coming, like who the fuck are you? Right. Like, um, I. My ideal is kind of like not necessarily a destination intimate wedding, but like a cuter place than Northeast Ohio, preferably. Yeah. Um, somewhere scenic. I I imagine it being like forty people or less, mm-hmm. just like my best friends, immediate family, um, and obviously Josh's best friends and immediate family. Um, and if I feel like for whatever reason a lot of people are being left out which i wouldn't feel like i might have like a like a house party or something yeah but yeah i just to me i i want my wedding this next time around to be about m- the marriage i want it to be personal to joshua and i i want it to be intentional and um 
I want it to be a reflection of who I am. Absolutely. Which, like, I'm not going to say my first wedding wasn't. It was definitely a reflection of who I was at 21 years old. Mm -hmm. But, like, I hated it. I couldn't wait for it to be over. I, I couldn't get out there fast enough. Wow. You know, like, well, it's just like the mingling. I, I, I was just. It's also with, if were his, a lot of his family there? No. Oh, not a lot. Like we just don't see them. You just don't see them often though. So it's like, well, if we're really getting into it, weirdly, Dave's extended family loved him. All of his cousins loved him. Obsessed with him. Mm -hmm. My favorites. Aunts and uncles. Great. Yeah. Well, some of them. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, that's another story. But yeah, that was not the stressful part. It was just like, I don't know, the expectations mm. to fulfill other people's expectations of me, which was just too much. I, I kind of live life operating by myself and to my own standards. And I didn't appreciate being torn back from like what was natural to me. Like I didn't go around at my dinner hour talking to people. No, yeah, if that's they, another a little tip on that. Um, I felt that way too. It's like I'll make my rounds like um throughout the night. Yeah, but I wasn't. I don't know. Maybe the the grandmas and grandpas are gonna be kicking me for this, but some people might like older generation will say that's disrespectful. But we made an announcement. We're like, Jess and Joe are gonna be on the dance floor. Share a dance with them. That's yeah. their you know recessional that, line. Yes, and that is more than appropriate. You can definitely do that. That's a tradition. In my sense, that we need to. Yeah. It just takes away from your day. I've yeah. seen it happen, and it's not that fun to photograph yeah. <laughs> from, from right. a photo, like, photography standpoint. I was really happy to see this year. I had a couple that reached out to me in their inquiry had said, like, our, our dream was to elope out west, but we got started on the wedding planning in Ohio, and we just, like, we're, we're just going. doing that. And so I made sure when I did my like video chat console with them to like check in with that. Like, is that really what you want? And at the time they were kind of like, yeah, like I think it will be fun. Like it'll be good to see everyone because it's, you know, like COVID times. Yeah. And they're getting married in 2022. And like and then literally like a month or two later, the bride messages me like, hey, we're rethinking that whole thing again. And I was just so glad because when I talked to them, it was clearly like their heart was set on like a destination wedding somewhere else and like don't feel stuck like this is an important significant day and like even if that means you lose a few deposits like you can't redo this day no like literally f the haters and if you have (laughs) any you know if you're being held back on like how to like deliver that news to your parents and stuff ask us because we'll tell you a nicer way to say it yeah because that's seriously Something I don't regret either is just no. being like, this day is totally for me. I'm losing my mind over it. Yeah. But like, can't be touched. Like, yeah. literally, I'm doing this so purposefully. So just. You were driving yourself crazy. <laughs> it's me. It no was me. No one else was driving you crazy. No. Which was the hardest I could it, handle. Yeah. It was yeah. hard. It was hard to watch because it was like, you don't care this much about anything. Right. <laughs> and but it was it was me versus me. And that was fine. But it wasn't me versus other people um, because I you know, kind of created those boundaries. I'm like, no, this is, this is me. Yeah. Which I don't regret at all. And I think you should do, you should stick to it because it's not their day. It's yours. And that's so cliche, but I don't fucking care because it's true. Right. And it's one thing to know that cliche and say it out loud. It's another thing to believe it. 
And I think both of our hopes is that like you believe it, that you believe that this day is about you and your future and the foundation of your marriage. Yeah. It's, it is an important day and it's significant and you should, you should feel free to live it and enjoy it in real time. Yeah, absolutely. In real time. Hire us to document it. Bitches. We travel. Yeah. And hire us to document it. Yeah. Someone reached out. It was like. It was far away, and we're like, we fucking travel. We, tra- we travel. <laughs> we we want to do it. We'll do it together if you want. <laughs> <laughs> that was what I, I For hope. Better and worse wedding photographer oh my uh, gosh. packages. Are we starting that? No. <laughs> we can't afford we'll another podcast business. at your wedding. Well, yeah, <laughs> we'll narrate the whole thing. All right, that's what we have for today. I hope that this helps some people, yeah. or if anything, it was us just rambling, and we hope that you enjoyed it. Apparently, you guys like doing that. So, yeah, we will see you next week, bitches. Always awkward. See you on another time. Do another verse for me just one more time. Peace out, bitches. This is for better and worse. 